I don't ever want to see you on cocaine, Jason. Buddy, coke would be the worst possible drug for me. <laughs> coke is the dr- the drug that I should never be able to do. And with that, welcome back to That Might Be Cool. Uh, we are back. The last time we talked was uh, so long ago. Uh, uh, we talked about the initial phase four or what we thought to be phase four announcements back in July of 2019. You guys imagine? Came out on my birthday, apparently, that episode. Um, but uh, there's there's two people in the room with me, and, and they're both staying silent because they're uh, shy boys who are trying to be respectful and polite. Um yeah, it'd be really rude to like get on someone else's podcast and start talking before they're even uh, introduced. I don't know who would do that kind of thing. I don't know who would do that either. Uh, but the voice you're hearing right now is uh, Mr. Chad Oliver, who's joining us from Best Pictures Podcast. Chad, welcome to That Might Be Cool. Uh, thank you very much. It's good to be here. And uh, the voice who hasn't talked yet, he's he's coming over from Undo Circle. Uh, you you may know him and love him. You may have seen videos from inside his uh, his his bedroom as he uh, made various monstrosities. Uh, but his name is Jimmy Fraser. Jimmy, oh, welcome to the show. Hello, it's great to be here. <laughs> what an intro, my guys. We are so grateful today to be investors, as of course the <laughs> listeners know. All three of us are big, big shot investors in the Disney Corporation, and thus we're given an exclusive sneak preview behind the mm-hmm. curtain of what the Mouse House is cooking up. And uh, now we're sharing it with everybody for the first time, because no one else has been able to, to see these announcements but the exclusive investors. Um, so right. we, we kind of wanted to leak out all the secrets to the public just to make sure that they they know what's going on. Okay, so a um, little peek behind the curtain. Uh, <laughs> I did watch the investor phone call, but they... They freaking. They I'm not. A, I'm, I'm not an investor in in Disney, but the, yeah, they cut out all no. the most of the videos we didn't yeah. have access to. So I I wasn't watching live. Chad is the only one of of us three who was watching live. But when I went to find like the rips on YouTube to watch, mm-hmm. you know, like the Star Wars and Marvel announcements. Yeah, they're like, and now we're going to show you footage of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then it's just like, we will be back in two minutes. Right. Like, what? It well, gives you a bunch of quizzes about Willow or whatever the hell. The first time, yeah. <laughs> the first time it happened, it was um, for like some kind of a murder mystery show that I think is going to be coming to star internationally in Hulu here in the States. Sure. But it was just like a picture of the two actors in the murder mystery show and the title of it. I forgot what it was. I think it was. <laughs> I don't remember, but it was just like playing like some smooth jazz in the background. And I was like, this is the worst presentation ever. Like what's good. Cause I didn't realize what they were doing until oh, you just thought it, it was happened. the murder. Yeah, mystery I, thought, I thought, I thought that was the teaser was just an image of two actors. Just bad stock, weird yeah. footage, counting yeah. down numbers. Uh, I was barely paying attention for the first half of it. Cause it was all about like business. And then they went into the creative stuff. So everyone hates business. I, I missed, yeah. I missed that part of it. They they apparently showed like some Kenobi footage and then some sort of sizzle that the uh, Lando showrunner put together. Um, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. I think yeah. it's 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 time to to get back to it. So of course this feed for for the most recent episodes was very focused on Marvel and then before that focused on Geekdom in general. So it, I think it's fitting to start with Marvel uh, and then we will uh, go through all the rest of the Disney and whatever announcements and end on Star Wars. Um, but before we get into it, I do want to say this is a zone for earnest boys. This is this is a place to be earnest. We get it. Like, yeah, we're, we can all be cool and say, oh, Star Wars, a dead horse story, ha ha ha, or like whatever, you know, like this is 
the why would all played we, out. Why would we say that? I would never just, say that. You know, because we're cool. We're cool. Post ironic. No. You know, we're Star we're Wars like, is Star Wars cool. is cool again. Star Wars is freaking cool. Yeah. <laughs> the prequels are the, the Star Wars pretty cool. The prequels are cool again. The Attack of the Clones is the best Star Wars movie ever made. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy just gave me a look. Uh, I don't know about I'm that kidding. one. I'm the armor I... is back from that movie. The the Django Fed armor that turned into the Boba Fed armor. It's true. It's back, okay. baby. Now minor Mandalorian spoilers, but um new Boba Fett paint job. Looks so good. Cute. Sleek it's as hell. It's good. like he painted it himself. I like it a lot. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um when we get to Star Wars, we can of course talk about the the recent Mandalorian stuff because we are as recording this and as it's released that we are anticipating the final episode of season two. Um oh when it all comes, when it all ro- it's all been leading to this. Much like uh every Marvel movie was leading to Avengers and then Age of Ultron and then Infinity War and then Endgame. Um it also was all of- leading to Civil War at one point. And it was all leading to Civil War. And now all of those have been leading to, of course, WandaVision. WandaVision, yeah. Of course. As we all knew all along. As we all knew, yeah. The ode to the golden age of television. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it was all leading to Falcon and Winter Soldier before the pandemic hit. So It was all leading to Black Widow. And then it was all leading to (laughs) Falcon and Winter Soldier. But for now, we're gonna we're gonna go um, by calendar release date for probably only one of these, and then it'll be a random order that I decided to type out on a Google Doc. Um, hey, you you drive, <laughs> man. Do what you got to do. So we saw a new trailer for WandaVision. Uh, yes. It appears to be based on every comic Tom King has ever written, uh, and I hope he's getting paid quite a lot for it because man, are they stealing every pastiche that he's done. Um, but it looks really good to me. I don't know. What do you guys? It what do you thoughts? So it also is pulling a lot of uh, inspiration, obviously, from like, you know, decades and decades of television. And that's the stuff I'm really excited about, because like a lot of the like special effects of like the 1950s, 1960s era are like Mm -hmm. pulled straight out of like I Dream of Genie or Bewitched. Like it looks like you're kind of watching those shows. But yeah, with modern filmmakers uh, making the show, I, I don't know. I'm really excited. It looks really experimental and crazy. Looks like. Probably one of the lower budgeted things Marvel's done in a while, if I had to sure. guess, but yeah. also one of the more experimental things. I'm and, uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm very curious how different the budgets for each episode of this show seem to be, because like we yeah. see footage where it's like clearly closed sets, like very easy sort of productions. But Multicam, then we also see. Yeah. yeah. Then we also see like huge mayhem fights and CG mm-hmm. stuff like I wonder if they've got episodes that are like fully like a million dollars to make and then others that are like 12 to make. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I, I do find vision to be very uh, disconcerting to look at in black and white though. I mean, That's it's just right. Paul Bettany, right? <laughs> it's Paul Bettany, but he's got the makeup and stuff. And I think the, all the makeup and effects look very okay. odd and strange in black I feel and like white. It- they probably could have like repainted him for like different contrasting colors for the black and yes. white to maybe like make it look, you know, put like an Adams family kind of thing. Jimmy, right. I think I think you're touching on exactly the problem. I don't think they gave him a high high contrast paint job for black and white. I think they just yeah. gave him the same one. And that's that's hard because it's the same value all across. And so it just looks really, you know, like the entirety of his yeah. head is just kind of Muddled the same tone. Gray. Yeah. yeah, I imagine for most of the black and white, he will appear human. Sure, but yeah, hmm. for those for those individuals, yeah, that he'll like turn yeah, into like probably. um Scotland Paul Bettany from when they were in Scotland right. for a minute, and it was like, pre, hey, we'll f- we pry anything pre stabbing. Yeah, <laughs> pre 
Restabbing. Because um, when you stab, you turn back into your like regular state. Everyone knows true. this. Wait, yes, so that course. means that means when he got stabbed, though, that was a tease for this show because, as we all saw, he turned black and white. Oh, he did turn black and white. Well, that oh, was wow. when he got the stone ripped out of his head. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he got stabbed was in when he when he was in Scotland. Man, it's been a while since I've watched any Marvel movie. Watch a that's comic book movie for once. The, the last that that last episode that I talked about that is also the last time a Marvel movie came out. That's like, wild. That's nuts. Yeah, uh, it feels like Far From Home has been out for. I mean, it has been for over a year now, and we've got yeah nothing. Yeah, all twenty twenty. Beginning of July of last year is the last time. Anyway, that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. When we needed Marvel most, we didn't get anything. <laughs> this horrible year. <laughs> this horrible damn year. Uh, but we did get more Baby Yoda. We got we got Baby Yoda Gogurt. Well, uh, got, got a name now. Yeah, Gogurt. Gogurt. Come on. Gogurt. Put some respect on that name. <laughs> respect the pouch. Please. Uh, so the next, the next uh, uh, thing on my list, which could have been the next thing that was announced, but I don't remember, is uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They left both thes in for the title. Yeah, they did, but they made sure to bold in each, like each one of them only gets two words bolded in the title. I noticed that. I thought yeah. it was a very nice touch, you know. They're equally. It was a very nice touch. I find they it sh- annoying to type, though. Yes. They should have very done much. that universally, too. Like, I want the Wanda and the Vision. <laughs> the Black and the Widow. The Black and the Widow. Yeah. The Spider the and the, the Man. <laughs> the Spider and the Man. The Spider and the Man is actually. There's there's Spider-Man 3's title. And the home. And home and co- oh no. And the home. <laughs> and the coming. And the coming. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> um puberty can't come fast enough. Uh I Falcon and Winter Soldier was the show that I found myself the most kind of excited for for a long time and then I watched this trailer and I I don't think I, I I want. I need to parse out my feelings, but I feel like maybe it's just that this trailer or this show is the one that we knew the most what to expect from. What do yeah. you guys think that is? I don't know. I was kind of into it up until that very last interaction between Sam and Bucky at the end, <laughs> where they're like being playful. It felt really yeah. like really uncomfortably forced. Like I don't There's know. Like, like we've never seen them joke around like that. So to kind of have that in a trailer felt weird. Yeah, there's and it kind of like took me out. There's two awkward like moments in uh Captain America Civil War where mm-hmm. one where they're like in the back of the car, or one of them's in the back of the car and he's asking it's Bucky, he's asking Falcon to like move his seat and he won't do it because he's a dick, I guess. Yeah, and then when Spider Man webs him and he just you know unprovoked says, I hate you, and I'm afraid those are my le- two least favorite scenes in the movie because they, they feel weird. Uh, and it feels like the show might just like stretch out that feeling for like eight hours. <laughs> and that I'm doesn't seem like I'm worried of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally like their iconic line at this point is I hate you. Yeah. They've and they say it, it in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I love a little wacky odd couple and I'd really like it if they leaned more into like, I love Steve more than you do. Uh, that, but it yeah. seems like their entire thing is just like, you bother me. For some reason, that, mm-hmm. but like that's the surface level, and then they'll get into the "I love Steve more" thing because if oh, that's not at least it. like two episodes worth, yeah. what's the point of this show? I'm gonna be <laughs> honest. Like, yeah. I I think the thing that 
I feel like we should have seen in this trailer because I mean, for the most part, this is like pretty standard, like Marvel action, you know, looks fairly, you know, Captain America E like nothing too surprising, which is fine. I mean, it's an action show or whatever, but I feel like the thing that would have made this trailer a lot more exciting is if we had seen any Baron Zemo in it. Yeah. We yeah. had like a millisecond of him, don't we? Oh, do we? Do I, we? Even... I swear we wow. get like, two frames tops of him i feel like i saw his dumb face not master anything like whatever whoever <laughs> that Daniel actor is. face yeah yeah i'm pretty sure he shows i i could be wrong i was like power going through all the trailers yesterday but yeah i i'm very excited i like both of these characters i'm interested to mm-hmm. see where it goes i think both of them are like interesting enough but they and haven't really been fleshed out in any way at the end of the day falcon's gonna fly through a canyon with yeah uh planes shooting at him and that's gonna look really cool that's very fun um, and i can't wait to see it on my tiny iphone screen on disney plus <laughs> the uh, way christopher nolan intended yes <laughs> who's gonna not watch it involved on my, in any way on my video ipod <laughs> i actually i i hacked my uh my ipod nano to show uh uh videos on it so that's what, how i'm gonna be watching hell yeah man i was thinking of transferring everything over to a game boy video cartridge and just breaking that bad boy out <laughs> I want to actually print it frame by frame on a Game Boy printer. <laughs> Ooh. And then animate it yourself. Man, and then animate deep, it myself in a deep flip cut. Button. Deep cut. Could the, Game Boy, could the Game Boy camera record video or was it just uh, pictures? That's a good oh, question. Maybe I'll record a bootleg record. copy of Falcon and Winter Soldier on a Game Boy <laughs> camera and then print it out frame yeah. by frame on a Game Boy printer. The way Christopher Nolan intended. Yeah. It, hey, it'll be a good aspect ratio. It'll be close to IMAX aspect ratio. That's true. Um, Do you guys remember uh, video now? Yes. <laughs> it's the shittiest little like two inch. That's screen. how I want to watch it. That's oh how I want to watch it. The With Soldier. the giant like CD drive under it, the most uncomfortable thing to hold ever, probably. Yeah. I definitely yeah. was jealous of kids who had it and chose to block it out of my mind completely. It was like a special thing when the color version came out too. Like it was just black and white, little portable SpongeBob in black and white. I know. God damn, uh, that's insane. I'm like, I kind of want to get one now and just see what I could do with one. You can probably um, do it. It's like the hip clip of of video. Yes. Or hit clip? Do they call it hip clip or hit clip? I think it was hit clip. Hit. I think it was hit because mm. it's like you're 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 doing the hits. Like all you got the all the hits. hits. You got you got thirty These seconds of the clips of the hits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get a sample of Britney Spears and then yeah, I I had one that was thirty seconds of the Beach Boys "Good Vibrations." <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. So, I don't Good think song, I had a too. single one that was. Were any of them full songs or were they all just thirty seconds? No, I think I don't they were just know. thirty seconds. Insane. That's like selling a product to just watch movie trailers, which I guess is YouTube. But that is YouTube. <laughs> yeah. If there was a specific device and they like sent you a little, that's insane. That's fucking insane. Um. All right. Next show, uh, we got Loki. But this is the one I'm most excited about. Yeah. If I'm honest. Yeah. Not really. I can't wait. I like the weird time travely stuff. I like that Owen Wilson is in this. I like that. Loki is just a bad boy who literally just tried to take over the world. And then we just like follow him moments after he was stopped by the Avengers. I don't know. I'm excited. That is really, I I'm very interested to explore that psychology of the Loki uh-huh. directly after failing to take over the world. Cause Thor dark world is n- not a good movie, but Loki in that movie, I think is like peak Loki. 
I think he's like the most interesting when he's like just starting his redemption arc there. Yes. And we get we get it again, just in a different context. And maybe he doesn't get redeemed this time because he's with whatever what's the company? What'd they call the company in this? Uh TVA. TVA. What the hell? Does anyone know? Time Time Warner Cable. Yeah. Time Warner Cable. Okay, it looks It looks like, and I look, I've read Marvel comics and stuff, but I just don't know what the hell this is. Apparently, it's the Time Variance Authority um, in Marvel comics. It's a vast bureaucracy that governs a significant number of realities in the ever-growing multiverse. Incredible. Um, Yes, please. That's great. They keep tabs on every reality that exists. They control Temporal Dominion, which is approximately two or three times as large as King's Temporal Empire, which we'll get to King later. Yes. It seems to be run by Owen Wilson with gray hair, and that makes me happy. It's either run by Owen Wilson with gray hair, or Owen Wilson is some sort of like middle manager agent type mm-hmm. guy who's just sort of been there for a while. Mm-hmm. And like, also, if they exist outside of time and space, then who knows how old Owen Wilson is? Um, he, he doesn't know. He, he says so in the trailer. He doesn't Does know he how long that? he's been there. Well, oh. he says he doesn't know how long he's been there because time, time works. works differently here. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I like Owen Wilson with gray hair. By the way, I think this is this could be a new era of Owen Wilson as a character actor, and I'm all for it. I feel like he's been holding on to like young man hair for way too long, and now mm. he's got older man hair, and it works. Yeah, you watch Owen Wilson in like the intern or the internship. What was that? The dumb internship. Movie? The intern was Robert De Niro and right. Rachel McAdams. Both movies had incredible premises. Let me tell you that. Um, what if there was an old intern <laughs> what if there was an old intern and that's Revolution, the movie right? mm-hmm. and also like okay the internship came out two, 10 years too late like or 15 where it's like what if these 40 year old guys don't understand what the internet is like this is 2015 yeah. what the hell are you talking about tell me that's still not relevant though uh, fair um, Anyway, but I like this one Wilson. Also, it seems so reading into that on the TVA, it does seem as though this could be tying into Ant-Man and the Wasp colon Quantumania because mm-hmm. Kang the Conqueror is showing up there. And apparently Kang is, is you know, has a lot of uh, territorial disputes with the TVA. Um, it seems like they're setting up like several sort of like mini series in a row, like the WandaVisions leading into Spider-Man, Everybody's Home is mm-hmm. leading into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and they, they did, y'all didn't watch the um, event, but Feige did say like that, we, we kind of already knew because Doctor Strange is in Spider-Man, but he confirmed that the events in Spider-Man will tie directly to the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, it'll be, I think the order, is the order that it goes WandaVision, then... Spider-Man, then Spider-Man. Spider-Man, then Multiverse of Madness? Is that the yeah. order? Yeah, so Multiverse of Madness is some kind of... Uh, like season finale of this three project series, which is and cool. I like it's a cool way to do it. Like yeah. you, you kind of got that a little bit in early Marvel where like the Iron Man series would like carry on and the Captain America series would carry on. But like, this is like, I don't know we're we're, it feels more comic book eventy where we're, we're getting like this Spider-Man uh, movie is tying into the weird multiverse yeah through, through line and then this dr strange project and then this wanda project well, it's also i mean like in wandavision for instance they're setting up um they're they're aging up monica rambeau who's a big part of the wandavision show and then she's going over into captain marvel mm-hmm. too like they're they're throwing mm-hmm. a lot of things up in the air from shows that will then be caught by the movies 
And Miss um, Marvel also yeah. is in Captain Marvel too. Miss Marvel is in Captain Marvel too, and we'll like I. I really like that. I love all of the sort of intermingling in characters. I think one of my big takeaways and theories from all of these announcements is that they're setting up something with the Young Avengers, whether that's okay. going to be a movie yeah. or a TV show. Because yeah. it's like yeah. we've got Ironheart, played by Dominic mm-hmm. Thorne. We've got Which they Miss- just like threw out there. Like, also, that, thank you, though. Truly. <sighs> yeah. It's- Between that and the Rhodey series, thank you. I'm okay. Let's 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 we'll go through these sequential because I I I, I want to talk about all this stuff and each one has like a little thing to talk about. But um, anyway, to wrap up Loki, uh, I love Loki doing temporal Mission Impossible. That's just very yes, fun. It's to going me. to be so fun. Um, uh, how about Marvel? What if any any thoughts on this? Um, I I don't like the way it looks, and I don't think I'm going to be able to get past that. I think it's like in a weird, not uncanny valley, but almost uncanny valley. But like, I don't know. And it's like kind of the way they do a lot of their animated series, like recently that like weird pseudo 3D, 2D mesh. They have it on the Guardians Mm -hmm. show as well. And it's just it's like they're trying to approximate Spider-Verse without spending any money to do it. (laughs) That's a good call. I was going to say it looks kind of like a telltale game. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. much. I I, I just think don't. There will be like certain episodes where the concept will be interesting enough that I could look past it, mm-hmm. but it's one I'll probably skip around. And like, if someone says, "Oh, you should watch the Black Panther joins the Guardians of the Galaxy episode," and it's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, that one's good. Okay, I'll check that one out." But I mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, if it were the first Marvel thing coming out, I would definitely binge it because I'm so starved for content right now. Yeah. But I imagine next year will be you know. We'll be eating good, and I don't sure. know that I'll need yeah. what if. I I I th- I think that I will be watching all of it, but I'm I'm definitely with you, Jimmy. Where it's like, why are you trying to make these? Like, why are you trying to preserve the sort of life-like features? Why not lean into the animated aspects of this if you're going to do yeah. a crazy alternate dimension? Like, I was like, yeah. The- I was really hoping for like some animation stuff, like for them actually to like go wild. Maybe each episode be like maybe animated in a different style. You know, if you're doing, if you have the freedom to explore these like wild concepts, wouldn't it be cool to explore the art as well? But I guess they want to keep it all in the MCU, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that to me feels so, because I mean, that's one of the advantages with the what if comics from, Mm -hmm. from back in the day too, is that like the artists could be a little more zany and wacky on it. And like, they could make Mm -hmm. kind of weird choices with who to put on what character, uh, because it's like kind of slapstick and it's kind of funny and like strange and I don't know, but like, I will say like they've gone for like consistency throughout the whole series and it's just turned into this lowest common denominator rather than like i don't know like like a black panther cartoon should look different than an ant-man cartoon i agree and yeah they're gonna look the same yep yeah and the one thing i will say about the animation is that i do think the lighting is very good like the lighting and color department are doing a good job i just don't like the design and the actual animation style um i'm with you there yeah it's fun uh, other news, Black Widow is sticking to that theatrical release. Uh, looks like it'll be May 2021 at this point, um, which I mean, look, I'm excited to see it in theaters. I think that mm-hmm. there is something to be said for like their, f- you know, 2020 was supposed to be the year of female led, female directed blockbusters. <laughs> we had Wonder Woman 1984. We had Mulan. We had Black Widow. We had the Eternals, like a lot of these movies. It was going to be the year that was just dominated by by female led blockbusters. And then, of course, pandemic hits. And so I can understand the aspect where you're like of any year to sort of relegate the big budget features to streaming services. Maybe these particular Mm -hmm. movies aren't the ones to do that with, like 
because then that that creates a whole like there's like a gross but, political undertone to all that that would suck but you also don't want to release them to theaters when they're going to do poorly yes because they're not going to make any money like as we saw with tenet yep. so like you don't want it to be like i don't know it's a real for the toxic fans to be like see these movies don't make any money it's like well there was a pandemic but, yeah it's it's um, a real tough spot to be in and like i mean i'm sure it wasn't an easy decision to decide to stream wonder woman 1984 simultaneous with its theatrical release and i may or may not be watching that this weekend but uh i i'm at least glad that i'll be able to see that movie like i don't want to wait forever yeah, yeah i think it's the right call too i'll go see it in movies when it's safe but like let me watch it on tv now yeah you know? they got yeah. it like when they start reopening theaters and stuff just like do a few weeks where you're just re-releasing the stuff that we never got to see in 2020 so that way you don't have to Man. burn the money or like take the risk on your next release movies of it being a little bit too soon but then you give an opportunity for people to see these movies in theaters as they're beginning to be able to again it's uh, good buffer time yeah i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna cry when i go back to the movie theaters same I can't wait that is legitimately the moment that I hear, you know, I don't know, Dr. Anthony Fauci or whoever, the moment I hear someone say that it's safe to go into a movie theater again, I'm there. I don't care what it doesn't matter what's going on. I'm going to the theater. I'm calling in sick. Gosh. Um, anyway, uh, also Shang-Chi Raft Production was the uh, one of the next little announcements. Yeah, I have no, no idea what to expect. I know nothing I about the character. Yeah, I think that's the only movie I'm excited for because I don't know what's yeah. happening. Like, I, mm. it's completely blind and it's the only one where i'm like okay no like it, it's i'm not not excited for the eternals but it's a little out there for me and i feel like i gotta look into sure. it a little more before but like shang chi is such a thing for me where it's just like yeah this is an easy concept to grab i feel like mm -hmm. they've introduced enough things that like oh like i can see like maybe where they take it and what they've released i'm yes i'm very excited for this one i this one i first off i love that it's shang chi and the legend of the ten rings like that's just f such a fun title i love that they are tying in the mandarin and the, that the ten ring about, stuff yeah. from the beginning of the iron man franchise oh, like that they're bringing all this stuff back up i i love destin cretton as the the choice for director uh i think simu liu is is a fantastic choice for the lead like it's a great cast i'm stoked to like bring you know, like a martial arts character into this universe, because that's of all the things that Marvel is heavy on. That's the one thing that they haven't really brought in yet. And obviously, like, yeah. you don't want it to be like Iron Fist or like some dumb, like white savior, you mm -hmm. know, uh, bad cultural appropriation archetype. But like, man, it's <laughs> been a while that that there has been a need for some sort of like, you know, more like Kung Fu slash like mystical type of movie in this universe. So I can't wait. Um, yes, be fun. And I am also stoked for Eternals. They didn't really say anything about Eternals here, mm -hmm. but like nothing that new, cast. No. Yeah, the cast is incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Chloe Zhao. If anyone hasn't seen The Writer, that's a fantastic movie. Um, and I, I the the writer like the horse movie. Yeah, I did see that. I didn't know that that was the same director. Same director, Chloe Zhao, baby. Very um, cool. That very makes good. me more excited. Yeah, man. Um. Uh, and then uh, da, 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 next announcement from here was the, uh, of course, uh, Spider-Man 3, which wasn't really an announcement here because it's a Sony movie. But like, mm -hmm. we should talk about all of the Spider-Man 3 news. There's yeah, so I'm, I'm so tired. getting more and more nervous. I think I was pretty on board until the Charlie Cox's Daredevil stuff started coming out, too. And I'm like, I have... I've been wanting Daredevil mm -hmm. and Spider-Man to team up in live action since season one of the Daredevil show. I was like, you know, 
I knew it was unlikely because of all the studio stuff, but I remember that show coming out and like fingers crossed, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if Tom Holland showed up in the season finale or something like that? I've mm-hmm. wanted this for a long time because I love them crossing over in old cartoons and comics, etc. Mm-hmm. But I don't want Daredevil to cross over with Spider-Man in a Spider-Verse Sinister Six movie. I also don't want a Spider-Verse movie to be a Sinister Six movie. I would like one of these things to happen per movie, probably. But I hope it's good. I don't Mm. know. It might be good. It might be fine. So here's like, first, I haven't seen the Charlie Cox thing confirmed by anybody. And obviously a lot of the stuff uh, uh, that has been reported about this movie that sounded ridiculous has Mm -hmm. ended up being true yeah but there's a big part of me that thinks that all of these charlie cox rumors are just the save daredevil people trying to drum up the possibility of accomplishing their goal um it's true it's me yeah (laughs) and like look you know they want to bring charlie cox back fine that's great but like uh, i haven't seen it from a legitimate outlet yet it's always it's like screen rant cbr heroic hollywood like it's you know we got this covered or whatever sure Um, yeah the 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 rumor that I buy a little bit more is that I could see Daredevil, maybe even not Charlie Cox, but I could see Daredevil showing up in the She-Hulk show. Um, and that does make and sense. Yeah. Kevin Feige in the presentation did say, like, in a legal show in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you might you never know who might show up, and that was all he yeah. said. He didn't well, say although- Daredevil, but. To be fair, I, I have seen that getting a little misconstrued because I think the direct quote mm-hmm. was like, you know, she she is a lawyer who specific she he said something like she is a lawyer in the Marvel cinematic or in the Marvel universe and she represents a lot of um, superhero cases, so you never know who might show up. And so that I think the direct it, it way that mean, he, it could yeah. mean a couple, it could mean anything. Yeah, but I think you know, and even like the comic series that it is directly based on, the Charles Soule and Javier Polito series, does have a lot of interplay with Daredevil as well as other mm-hmm. characters, including uh, uh, the Hulk. Um, which obviously he's showing up and then Tim Roth coming back from incredible Hulk. Who thought that would happen? Sure. Yeah. I'm <laughs> when are down, they gonna... but like, I didn't expect it. When are they going to bring back uh, Tim Blake Nelson? I mean, at this point, yeah. I feel like they're probably Do going it. to for fantastic four. Oh, probably, wow. Yeah. You're probably right. Like just because it's not the first fantastic four, like at some, there's so many avenues leader yeah. could show up in now. So they keep doing this like slow burn, incredible Hulk reclamation project. <laughs> <laughs> like every once in a while they'll just bring one more actor back from that movie and be like hey see they can do something fun uh which what is do like, you think like, the chances are and let me preface this by saying i think the chances are zero uh but edward norton shows up in like a multiverse movie i want it i'd like that i think that that could be interesting but i think that it would be a little bit too close to to like I think the questions at that point would get a little too difficult for Kevin Feige where it's like, okay, but that is Canon though. That movie's actually Canon here. That was part of your timeline. But that movie also causes problems because Tony Stark goes to like recruit to try to recruit uh banner and that, and that is not the vibe at the end of Iron Man. That's 2. true. Like, so it well, no, he, does he doesn't like recruit banner. Exists. He recruits uh, uh, Tim Roth. Well, he, he talks yeah. to, he talks to William talks Hurt to about Tim Roth. No, he's talking about no, he's talking about, I he was talking about Banner for sure. Yeah. I think you're wrong, Jason. Because at the end, I'll I'll pull up the scene. We're gonna all have but, to but, he's, but he's trying to make a proposal to General General Ross, and General Ross doesn't have anything to do with the Hulk at this point. Well he knows he he's ch- chasing down a lead, you know, he's trying to find Hulk. That's oh, what but I they like shake hands on like a deal. Either way, that yeah. doesn't happen in the meantime. No, it's true. <laughs> so it already kind of seems like a parallel universe. 
Yeah. And maybe yeah. one where Iron Man is still alive. Who knows? Let's see. Uncredited cameo. Uh, plot. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. Tony Stark approaches Ross at a bar, uh, informs him that a team is being put together. I guess that's the only real thing that happens there. Yeah, he's, he's looking for Hulk to join a team. I guess. I don't know. Um, but definitely not the vibe. Yeah, not so the vibe one, in Iron Man 2. One thing I forgot to mention with the Shang-Chi announcement, which I found really interesting, is that Kevin Feige said that Shang-Chi is the first film in Phase 4. Wait, really? Yeah, he said which, that? He said that. He directly said that. I rewound it just to make sure that I was hearing him right. Which so means Black that... Widow is a phase three movie. Does that mean it takes place in phase three? Is that what it means? I guess that's what it means. Yeah. They're yeah. around in the timeline now and like place movies in different phases and like retro. Are they going to like Star oh, Wars this right now? Yeah. Could you make a phase one movie now? Like that's, that's so interesting. interesting. Is well, Captain guess... Marvel a phase one movie? I guess if Black Widow takes place when she's still alive, then it couldn't be a phase four movie. If yeah. if the phases are chronological times right. and not yeah. like phase of release. But but what phase is Captain Marvel, a movie that takes place in the 90s? Good point. I feel like I still call it phase four, right? Just because, Or phase three because of how much it yeah. ties into everything. That's, I mean, essentially never... what we're learning is that the phases are almost like that there's no beating. <laughs> Which we already kind of knew. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, but that is odd. Like for him to go like out of his way to say that I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. But that is something I was thinking about with like WandaVision specifically, like the, when it takes place and like how they're going to be starting to like move around, like where things take place. Cause not very often do they go non-chronological, you know? Mm -hmm. So I always kind of figured that like, oh yeah, like obviously things would take place, but like, do we know when WandaVision takes place specifically? Like, I don't think we do i so, like, think your assumption is post end game but okay. i could be wrong yeah it yeah. looks like okay so so in the description set after the events of avengers endgame wanda okay. and vision are living an ideal suburban life in the town of westview trying to conceal their powers interesting cool. yeah that's that's interesting it, it, like and and i think that's one of the most like and they've talked about this a lot with um uh, I've heard it in interviews with Marcus and McFeely, who were the writers of, of course, the last two Avengers movies and also the first three Captain America movies, mm-hmm. uh, is that they they thought that the most rich pos- or that, that the decision to do the the events of Endgame the way that they happen, where they don't undo, you know, the year that was lost or whatever it was um, or however many years it was like five, five. five years. Yeah. Um, that they forget, you know, that they don't undo that, that it creates a lot of really rich and interesting story possibilities. And I think Mm -hmm. that we're starting to see that play out where it's like, oh yeah, like this is a really messed up world and a lot of things are going to be really haywire. Um, And maybe, maybe all this multiverse stuff is kind of a way of now fixing that. Like they deal with the sort of fact that the universe is broken and then maybe put it back in an order that's a little different than it was before. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely like, an event and like it'll it'll be kind of this defining moment like the snap or the blip like yeah that five-year period is going to be like something we point back to or point forward to to sort of orient ourselves within the marvel universe so like black widow comes out and we're like oh that's pre-blip so we don't have to worry about that but then uh all this multiverse stuff and loki is a show that exists only because of this insane time heist Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise Loki would just be gone because he died. He got stuck yeah. within us, but I don't know. It's very exciting it's times. It, there's very, so very many exciting. branch things you can like tell stories from because of that insane event of Endgame. 
truly it's it's a butterfly effect thing where you're like uh, i could i could oh my god what, ha, ha. like mm -hmm. there's so many options that literally anything's possible including I, mean, I thought about where i'd place my howard the duck movie if uh i ever get hell to yeah <laughs> chad this is this is one of chad's longtime things is he he really wants to make a howard the duck thing uh mm -hmm. he wrote a very good pet avengers pilot um mm -hmm. i thought was was quite fantastic as a spec jimmy you'll have to read that at some point i support this fully just so you yeah. know um Although I am really excited for uh, Kevin Smith's uh, Howard the Duck series. It got canceled. It's not coming out. Did it, did it actually get canceled? That was one of the Hulu ones that got canceled. So it's not. So happening. is it just Hitmonkey and, and uh, uh, Mo Modoc? I think, I think it's out? just Modoc. What? I'm pretty sure it's just Modoc now. Because I know for a fact that Hitmonkey had a full season written. I know well, someone I who worked all on did. that show. I'm pretty sure they all yeah. did. That sucks. I'm so excited for Modoc. Uh, Jimmy and I have a yeah. personal friend who worked on that show, and it, the, it the trailer looks, looks incredible. I love the. the has artwork. the trailer dropped? Or the trailer hasn't dropped. I meant the artwork. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, I man, if Hitmonkey's canceled, and so is Howard the Duck, that makes me sad. But then, hey, Chad, mm -hmm. that brings you back into play. Well, that um, makes me worried. Is like, did they cancel the Howard the Duck show because they got something planned, and then I'm not the one making it? <laughs> Not I would yet. find it unlikely that Hitmonkey doesn't have anything planned. So if they canceled that too, then I think we're fine. I think what happened mm -hmm. was that Modoc was too far into production for them to feasibly cancel it, much like the New yeah, Mutants. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which we'll get there when we start talking about the Fox stuff. Um, I've still not watched that movie. <laughs> I neither have I. I just watched it. Jimmy, please, what I, overall I thoughts? X-Men. That movie is not the worst one by far, but it definitely could have been worse uh -huh. um i liked i liked a lot of the characters in it um they just didn't have any substance beyond like the very little dialogue so like if each character mm -hmm. had more interactions this movie probably would have been better um the premise though is do you guys know the meme that there's two wolves inside of you and they're fighting do you know that like joke yeah. meme it's like i, I don't think know. i've seen this yeah it, it's I'll, I'll send you the image it's silly but Somehow they interpreted that into being a true native legend and made that a part of the movie. And I don't know if it actually is based off a legend. I've only seen it as a meme, but like, there you go for the movie. Also, it's if, two bears fighting instead of wolves. If I'm a betting man, I am going to bet that Josh Boone did not necessarily uh, incorporate the most accurate uh, uh, lore and legends into his movie, particularly when it has to do with any culture that's not white guy from, I don't know, wherever the hell he's from, Southern California How or Indiana or Maine you? or whatever. How dare you? I'm going to say yes. Look at a picture of Josh Boone and tell me that's a guy who's going to incorporate uh, real myths and legends from other cultures. Hey, Josh Boone... You've always got a home on this podcast network. I think we can say this right now. Uh, Chad and I, for quite a while, were, but this is pre-pandemic, we were planning on making a podcast called Hashtag Release the Boon Cut. Oh, my God. And it was before they eventually released New Mutants. It was Chad mm -hmm. and I urging Disney to release Josh Boone's directorial vision of the New Mutants uh, in much the same way that... Um, Snyder fans oh. were demanding for a Snyder cut yeah. at the time, but this was also before the Snyder cut was actually announced. Yeah, Lord. we just wanted to create our like, own little toxic bubble. This was like over a year ago now when we started talking about this because they had pushed back the release date so many times. Yeah, I remember we it was before the end of 2019. Yeah, I think it would have been really funny for Chad and I to drum up our own little toxic uh, mini culture and uh, share that with people. It's not too late. We could find some somewhere. Yeah, why not? That still. It's not too late. 
Um, but anyway, so everyone who's ever been in a Spider-Man movie is back for uh, Spider-Man 3. We've got uh, uh, Jamie Foxx, of course, is back at, as Electro. Uh, Alfred Molina is back as Otto Octavius. Andrew Garfield back as Peter Parker. Kirsten Dunst back as Mary Jane Watson. Uh, Tobey Maguire is not confirmed. Um, Charlie Cox is not confirmed, if we need to say that. Uh, and so it could be a case where it's like, very very cherry picked in terms of who comes yeah. back like maybe we don't see uh uh toby mcguire in this movie at all maybe it's just andrew garfield maybe. and then kirsten dunst and alfred molina from from their respective movies i um, kind of do think we get toby though it seems like i mean if, if kirsten yeah, is back that. like it seems like we are um also uh i should give uh my friend Cody and co-host from Best Pictures Podcast credit for this uh, for this um, theory is that Emma Stone and Kirsten Dunst they're coming back uh, as uh, Gwen and Mary Jane but they will be like the Spider-Man versions of those characters so when mm -hmm. Mary Jane got the spider bite and interesting Gwen so they're just doing their own Spider-Verse yeah that's that's his working theory and I think I'm adopting that into my mm. own um Head cannon. So, do you think then it will be a a collective of spider people versus a collective of the Sinister Six? Yeah, kind of. Interesting. And I'd be down for that. Sony to like open up the Spider Verse even more though, without having to do like any real mm -hmm. footwork. Like, that's yeah. not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. See, I just my my biggest question is how much of a role are people like Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield particularly willing mm -hmm. to sign up for for this movie? Mm. so that's time wise because also and Emma Stone is also not confirmed yet just wanted to con is throw that out there. confirmed yes okay wild um yeah, I thought crazy. Emma Stone was confirmed but I mean the news is like changing every day on this uh yeah. so one thing that's pretty encouraging to me about this movie because I am very nervous but I also my, my stance if I if you have stances on these kind of things, uh, is that I don't really care if it's bad because we had like a decade of good Marvel content and it ended in Endgame. If you want to mm -hmm. end it there, so we have this like perfect arc of movies. They can get weird and silly and take risks and be insane now, and that's fine. And maybe this thing is bad. I don't really care. We have really good movies to look back to. Yeah. But I do think that the fact that like Alfred Molina signed on to this movie, Jamie Foxx, who is in a very bad Spider-Man movie is willing to come back mm -hmm. uh, under no contractual obligation. Like it's not like he like signed a multi-picture deal, right? Like, I, I mean, think he's just, or maybe he did. Maybe he I is. I think he might've actually, because oh, no. they were doing a Sinister Six movie. So what if he True. was contractually obligated because this is still a Sony mm, movie? Maybe. <laughs> and Andrew Garfield was, I think, contractually obligated for a third. So a what third if one. they did just have him on the hook? Oh my gosh. There's a it chance like of a that. mashup Spider-Verse and Sony Spider-Man kind of like, like if they take Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield and they're going to just mash up the Amazing Spider-Man 3 with like, the marvel spider-man that is that what they're doing i mean my dream is for this third tom holland spider-man movie to pick up where the amazing spider-man 2 left off with that rhino fight and finish the fight <laughs> like if, if that's the opening scene of the movie i'm already very happy i i also there's there's now a part of me that's like is kirsten dunst still on the hook for like the spider-man 4 that never happened like is that why she's well if 
if she is, I, mean, I would imagine Toby would have been too. Yeah. yeah, and there's got to be a limit on how yeah. many years you can be on the hook of a Can't just keep them for like life. This. Yeah. Although apparently, I'm looking now, and the Kirsten Dunst news has been a little bit more confirmed than some of the others, but still, like, it's not like the actual trades are reporting mm-hmm. it. So that one's still up in the air. But Molina and Fox are definitely confirmed. And um, Toby was cited at a fitting, and he hasn't acted in a long time. Mm. But the paparazzi saw him going to a costume fitting. Okay. Going to a costume, going to a Spider-Man costume fitting. Do they know that they, they don't know what it was for? Mm. But he doesn't really act anymore. So, in the midst of all these rumors, he was like getting out of his car to go to a fitting. It's a little too convenient, you know. Mm. It's a little too convenient. I would look. I would love to see everyone back in this movie. Um, it, it is. I will so. say, it's a little lazy on Sony's part to be like, oh, we'll just do the thing we did in the cartoon, but for this one. Like it almost feels like disrespectful to the cartoon as like, let's test it out and see if audiences mm-hmm. are willing in the animated one. And then for the real one, we'll do we'll we'll do it if they like it. It's a shame you know? that they kind of already shot themselves in the foot on being able to have Donald Glover come in as as a different version of either Peter or Miles because he plays Miles's uncle in uh, the new the live action universe. Yeah, but I mean, so that would have been fun. He could still come back, though. I mean, yeah, and I'm sure he'll come back at should. some point as like the Prowler mm-hmm. or something like that. But it, God, like, I hope so. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Anyway, uh, so that that's that's the thing that's happening. And also, this movie is exactly the same as The Flash. It'll be interesting to see which one does better with this premise because they are both doing exactly the same thing. It seems to be crazier than The Flash. I potentially. We don't know I, much about The Flash yet, but the fact that they're bringing back Keaton is insane. Yeah, so, I feel like that's already like. <laughs> They're bringing back Keaton. They're bringing back Affleck, which like I think is a bigger deal than it seems like. Uh, uh, but I do think that that movie is going to be unhinged. My whole theory is that they are retconning the Snyder Cut to be the canon of their universe. And I think the end of Snyder Cut is going to kill the Justice League. And then the Flash will be about the Flash trying to redo the universe the way that he does in Flashpoint, of course, which is what this is generally based on. Because Zack Snyder's quote unquote original vision for Justice League was two movies right he's not doing that much reshoots he's doing some you know he's doing some additional footage but he's not doing a movie's worth of reshoots uh to 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 sort of get this movie you know finished or whatever and so i think if it is his original vision then dark side's gonna show up and mess everything up and then it would set up what initially would have been justice league 2 i think would now sort of become flashpoint and then sort of in its own way function as end game of their universe um i'm here for it i mean i hope that you're right about that yeah, I think it's because it's it's a way of like making their universe make sense and keeping the elements that they like and throwing away the elements they don't. And, you know, like you could reboot it where Robert Pattinson is now the canon Batman or something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. whatever they want to do with that, I think that the doors are open to them being able to with Flashpoint. And it's widely been reported that that's the story that they're primarily adapting anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Keaton as Batman to me is even crazier than you know, Maguire or uh, 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 Garfield showing back up as Spider-Man. Those uh, somehow make sense to me, but Keaton is coming back as Batman seems crazy to me. Like, I wild. don't. It's it's all wild. I mean, and Doctor Strange is also in this movie. That's and true. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So much, so much going on in both of these movies. And speaking of Doctor Strange, so we mm-hmm. talked about how it ties in with WandaVision, of course, uh, and, and Spider-Man 3. Uh, but it's also introducing America Chavez to the cinematic mm-hmm. universe, played by Sochi Gomez. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super hyped for that. America Chavez is a good character. And she, like, her whole deal is, like, multiverse stuff. Like, that's that's a big thing that that is kind of like a 
huge part of her entire story. Um, and so I think that's a really fun element. And also like to further sort of tie into the the young Avengers setup of it all. Yeah. I think that that's, you know, another element there. Um, I don't and, know. I'm uh, and the intern star, Rachel McAdams is back. So that's true. Back, back is Dr. Strange too. Thankless girlfriend. <laughs> Who is a nurse. <laughs> is also a nurse, which is very feminist. Um, girls can be nurses it. too. That's true. And it, I'm sick of people saying that girls can't be nurses. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I hope Rachel McAdams has more of a part in this movie. Now that, you know, like maybe, and nothing against Scott Derrickson and, and C. Robert Cargill. Like they're great and stuff, but it just, there's like no roles for women in that first movie. Mm-hmm. So maybe somehow Sam Raimi is better, but I don't know. It also, it, it feels weird to like, because with, with Marvel specifically, when you, when you bring someone in as a character, you're kind of like saying, okay, this person can now no longer play any other character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So yeah. casting Rachel McAdams, who I love, in such a small role is what was so devastating about it's upsetting role for me. Yeah. There's, there's only um, one actor who has been able to portray two characters in the MCU, uh, and it's Gemma Chan. Uh, and the only reason being that when she was in Captain Marvel, her skin was all blue and she looked like a different person. So now when she's going to mm. be in the Eternals as Cersei, uh, she won't look like the same person. There's also the woman that was in Luke Cage. Yeah, but that doesn't count. That's Marvel that's television. Dubious. Yeah, that's which yeah. that's another one of those cases where I'm like, oh, come on. You cast her as just random mother of a kid in, in a Captain America movie. Like <laughs> cast her. Give her a damn good role. Like, yeah, anything. Alfred Woodard to just show up for a scene. Like, come on. Yeah, it was it was a shame. That's all she needs. She was so good as Mariah and Luke Cage, and man, that show was so good for nine episodes. Um, uh, okay, anyway, th- th- so that's that's fun. Uh, Miss Marvel, we've got uh, Iman Vellani playing uh, the the titular Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, uh, and I love that they're bringing in Sana Amanat, who is the Marvel editor who conceived the character. She's an executive producer on the show and seems to be very involved. Cool. Like she was throughout that entire little teaser video they showed. She was talking about the process seemed to be very involved in casting and production. Um, that's fun to me. I hope that now Kevin Feige is directly involved with the comic side, as well as the film side, that more of that will start to bleed over because he doesn't have to deal with Ike Perlmutter's dumbass. I don't know. I like this. I like that. This is like bringing that because Spider-Man is like becoming a bigger and bigger, like high end franchise with global events. I like mm-hmm. that Miss Marvel can kind of cover that ground of like excited young kid who's like just yeah. friendly neighborhood superhero. So mm-hmm. if they do like an Avengers proper and a young Avengers moving forward, do we think like Peter Parker is on the big boy team and maybe like we could have a Miles Morales on the on the kids team? That could be fun. Or be... or would Peter Parker be with the, the youngins and be sort of like a, a leader of that team? My thought is that Peter Parker will be the flex player that kind of bounces between Avengers, Young Avengers, Fantastic Four. Like, I would be shocked if Spider-Man doesn't show up in the Fantastic Four movie, which we'll get to. I'll be um, upset if he doesn't show up in a Fantastic Four movie. Oh, totally. interesting. I mean, I, I New York folks. I want Fantastic yeah. Four to be uh, a period piece of the <sighs> 1960s. Everyone says that. I think that's a lazy take. I think that's a lazy ass take. Fun. And then they but get they launched forward in time oh, or something. Here's, here's there are these astronauts theory. that got lost in space back in the 60s. 
And they're back, Let's, baby. Let, let me tell you what, what I think is the best way to... Re- if you want them to still be the first family, quote-unquote, Marvel's first mm-hmm. family, the best way, I think, to retcon them into this universe is to say that they were they had been working on you know space travel working on interdimensional travel or whatever for a long time and in 2012 when all these aliens came through these giant portals reed richards was like oh my god giant portals into the other side of space uh guys let's just let's launch our ship right now into one of those portals while it's open and then explore space and then the portals close and they get stuck and then they're out in the universe somewhere for however long they've been out there and now they finally are coming back to earth maybe with the help of the guardians of the galaxy or i don't know that that. i like him seeing new york get attacked and just be like oh cool let's explore space (laughs) i don't know or maybe or maybe they were trying to like figure out a way you know like maybe they're like oh this is insane like we have a spaceship and now like we can see them out there and so they go to try and figure out how to like stop the attack maybe like they go into space Mm -hmm. and then the avengers stop it on their own and so now the Fantastic Four are just stuck with a closed and portal. And then the explosion of the ship kills them because I don't know. No, I they get know. out. They uh, see a, they see a missile like coming, it. and they're like, "Oh, we got to go." I think I think that would be fun, like a Lost in Space uh, Fantastic Four. That seems so fitting for the type of story that that they fit into is is Lost in Space as a family trying to find their way back home. Yeah, Lost in Space, but in the 1960s. I, that's so lazy because that that is the reason that that's such a prevailing theory is because people don't think the Fantastic Four works as a premise in the present day. And I think that is unequivocally false. I think it would be fun to have a 1960s family in the modern We already day, have the incredible out of time and out of time. Character. We already have Captain like, America. We already we don't have anymore. One. He's old. And He's exactly in time. But we've done it. Yeah. We've seen let's it. do it again. <laughs> Like we're doing Loki. Yeah, we got to do it again. Long, I, I you know? like it. I want it again. What if, here's another theory. What if the Fantastic Four are currently characters from a different multiverse that Damn. then get introduced either through Loki or Doctor Strange? Bleh. I like that less. They get brought into this universe. I don't want, I, I am so, so annoying with this, but like, I love multiverses for story purposes, not for like introducing character purposes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. don't pull someone out That's of the universe and throw them in my world. I don't like that. Like, sure. keep it. I, I would prefer if, like, the Fantastic Four would like something like that out in space, or like maybe, maybe you pull them in with the quantum stuff and they're mm-hmm. like, they were in the quantum realm or some bullshit like that. You know, like yeah. something, and they like were stuck in the same way that like Janet was stuck. So she like aged, you know, mm-hmm. like they got weird aging, maybe. I don't know. Do something like that. Yeah. Like, tie it in. I, that way i will maybe? say that the two takes that i'm sick of hearing about the fantastic four are a that it should be a 1960s period piece and b that john krasinski and emily blunt should be mr fantastic and, and uh the invisible woman i think I they'd be fine but there's also other people i don't want to see john krasinski i yeah. want to see him in my mind both of those movies. takes are just so i i just think those are both like lazy lazy takes they're they're played out it's too expected they're so boring boring Cast Griffin Newman as Mr. Fantastic. Oh, boy. Make him a stretchy boy. Stretchy science nerd. I'd be okay with that, but I, I think there's there's much better casting than Griffin Newman as Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm rooting for him. I think there's there's roles that he could play. You know, he could play like an intern who spills coffee on Reed Richards. <laughs> <laughs> That's just all he can do is be an intern. Yeah, spills intern coffee. who spills coffee. Um, no, I'm excited. I just think, I think there's more to the John Watts choice then appears on the surface. I think that there is something there that ties into uh, uh, Spider-Man to some degree or the events that are happening in Spider-Man three. Like I, 
whatever it is. And I also think that Reed Richards and Peter Parker are going to be characters. And same with Johnny Storm. Like, those are characters that will be playing off of each other a lot, I think, mm-hmm. in the future of this universe. Um, and so I mm-hmm. do think that Spider-Man 3 and Fantastic Four are going to be linked in some fashion or another. Um, also, Ooh, yeah, we'll probably get like a Marvel two in one, uh, hey. like Disney Plus series somewhere down the road. I think that'd be fun. I really I'd be so one of my okay favorite dynamics in Marvel Comics is Human Torch and Spider-Man. I think that's really, really fun. That is a fun Sorry. one. And also like Spider-Man be or Peter Parker being like an up and coming, you know, science boy, like having him and Reed Richards mm-hmm. kind of playing off each other and also like being sort of just his new surrogate father. Now that Tony Stark is dead, like him just going through a list of science dads. Eventually he settles on. Mark he, also has magic, Incredible Hulk. He, he has magic dad in this upcoming one. That's true. He does have Benedict. Um, that that'll be fun. Uh, I, I I think it's weird that John Watts is making the choice to do four corporate IP films in a row, like to do three Spider-Man movies and then immediately follow that up with a Fantastic Four. Like I just think I've, term- I've heard they're I've heard they're paying him to do that. They are paying him. I just think <laughs> like you're a director like that. You you just made three Spider-Man films, right? The third one being one of the most crazy things ever. You can do whatever yeah. the freak you want. Like, you and he get... wants to make a Fantastic Four movie. I, Sue I, him. Look, yeah, if he does, I'm not... I want to make a Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> yes, but you haven't made three Spider-Man movies. I was going to say maybe like, that, yeah. what I'm saying is like, what what are you trying to accomplish at this point? Like, do you not have an original <laughs> idea? Because I just I think that sometimes directors spend too long in franchise world and then are unable to jump out of it and unable to actually make their own sort of no that's that's never happened before (laughs) yeah never ever uh i just i i don't know i'm i think he's a great choice and i think this is of any movie to direct where you will no matter what look good it's this one because even if he makes a fine fantastic four movie by comparison it will look amazing compared to the other three yeah um but yeah i don't know anyway we've we've spent a, a while on that um getting back to the news captain marvel 2 uh monica rambo is showing back up in this movie being aged up from wandavision um nia DaCosta directing stoked yeah yeah i'm excited uh captain marvel was good enough for me to be happy about and it so i'm happy about on this the, one sort of the, the same casting is great topic they just yes. dropped that secret invasion is happening on disney plus uh <laughs> Yeah, it'll be yeah, a series. Uh, Samuel Jackson Isn't is in it. Like and, um, ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn will be back. But that's all they announced will be in it. But at the same time, like someone is these secret scrolls. So yeah. we'll, we'll be, we'll be seeing thing, other people in this. This was the thing that everyone was expecting to be like the next big, like overarching story. That like, Yeah, and they're just like, oh, it'll be a Disney Plus series. Yeah, it'll be like a little, you know, espionage <laughs> series with Sam Jackson and Ben Mendo. Um, Gosh. I don't know. I think that's that's fun. Bring bring in the Mandalorian yeah. for every get it the Mandalorian Mendo. You, you yeah, stre- streaming on Disney Plus. Yeah, no, we got it. Thank you so much. Um, streaming's big with the kids these days. Uh, I'm very excited for that series. I think like the fact that Samuel L. Jackson is just going to be as Nick Fury in however freaking many episodes that is playing off Ben Mendelsohn too, who's an incredible character actor. Like that's fun. Yeah. Do you think not, they do the thing where Mendelssohn's not in makeup and they just make him regular Mendelssohn, but he's like, oh, I'm disguised as this guy? No, I don't think so. I no, think I hope not. I, wanna... I mean, I, it feels like they're pulling no budgetary punches on these Disney Plus series. I think that's deceptive because like the first bu- budgetary punch that they are definitely pulling is the fact that they have no sets. 
you know, like, and of course it is. A oh, new are they technology. doing the, are they doing the Mandalorian thing on these? I don't know if they are for this, but like they're, they're yeah. building one of the announcements that they got to in the Lucasfilm thing is that they're building like three or four more volumes. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that they're using them to some degree on the Disney plus shows. But yeah. what I'm saying is that like, you know, Mandalorian is surprisingly cheap for, for how it looks. And I think that that, that will surprising. carry into, and same with like WandaVision, right? Like that mm-hmm. is a show that, Seems like it could have been done on a fairly decent budget without getting too crazy. Yeah, they probably have like maybe spread through several episodes, but like one episode's worth of high budget and then seven episodes of like making a multicam sitcom. Yeah. Um, And like if I had to guess. And also not for nothing, but like ILM and, and Marvel in general, like most of the assets they need for these movies VFX wise are already made. You know what I mean? Like True. the the bulk of the investment that you make in that stuff is the R and D and they've already done that, uh, which is the same advantage that Lucasfilm has, right? Like they have mm-hmm. libraries of spaceships and, and planets and stuff like that from all these video games and places that they can build off yeah. of, you know? Um, and it's the same with the Marvel universe where like how much VFX footage now do you have of Iron Man flying around that you can just repurpose Jeez. for war machine, you know, like, uh, I mean, that's true, but like, yeah, I mean, to answer the question, I do think he will be in scroll makeup. Interesting. I think we get him in scroll makeup for a grand total of uh, maybe 20 minutes throughout the entire series, and then the rest is going to be regular Ben Mendelsohn, and he'll just be scrolling as someone else. I'll be so upset. I mean, he'll be um, scrolling as other people for sure, but I think default scroll will be what his character looks like. All right, we'll call uh, 20 bucks on it. Okay, I can live with that. That was a burp. I've been uh, yetying some cherry Coke this whole time. Yeah, um, I've had to burp too. I just chugged a Coke Zero, but I go away from the microphone when I do it. I like to right I the dip mic. This is dirty, my bud. This is this has been a year without an episode. Uh, dirty, dirty, dirty. Um, uh, all right, She Hulk. Tatiana Maslany is playing uh, She Hulk. We didn't mention that earlier. Um, Great, uh, good, yeah, fun. <laughs> Moon Knight, they didn't mention Oscar Isaac, but it has been reported that Oscar Isaac is attached as Moon Knight. So mm-hmm. I'm curious if maybe his deal isn't done and like he's yeah. waiting on, you know, yeah, like he's yep. waiting on scripts or like, okay. you know, that he's choosing not to fully commit until he knows that the show will be good. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, um, he is probably very wary of getting attached to like a contract after especially for multi-episodes mm-hmm. i mean like after what happened with rise of skywalker he probably doesn't want to just like yeah. sign away several years of his life to a character if, yeah. he, if he doesn't think it'll be good i also wonder oh, yeah. how many of these shows they're going to be like approaching as if they're a limited series rather than like trying to renew them you know what i mean i wonder the same thing because like it seems like wandavision will be like a one-off this concept works for one season and then these characters will show up on other things, but not in the same, like WandaVision is one event. Yeah. Which, Falcon and the winter soldier could be several could be seasons, more. different missions and mm-hmm. stuff. Loki, I could see expanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I don't but know. it does, it does seem as if like for, for WandaVision and She-Hulk, I don't, I'm not positive about the others, but I know for those two shows specifically, the writer's room oh, yeah. was basically done before they started shooting. Um, like for instance, She-Hulk, the entire season has been written it, and it's been written yeah. for a while and they haven't started shooting yet. Um, and the same thing I believe was true for, for, um, WandaVision and maybe the others. And that does tend to be the approach with miniseries a lot more than regular TV mm-hmm. shows because they have to keep the cycle going so that they can start shooting, you know, sooner yeah. and all that stuff. Um, 
just to plan for multiple seasons. But uh, oh, also, I do want to say like one other thing just quickly on Secret Invasion. I feel like that show is just going to be X-Files, but in the Marvel Universe, the sort of like I want to believe two people who are going around trying to find stuff anyway. Um, okay. Uh, Hawkeye, we saw that, no uh, Haley Steinfeld is fully confirmed. She's in the outfit and lucky the pizza dog is in the show. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I, I did you ever finish the Hawkeye comics that I lent you, Chad? Um, I lent you Matt Fraction's Hawkeye run. I think I read that book in its entirety, but there's more right in that run. Like there's a second yeah. volume or is it just, yeah. So I, I think I've only read that one. Yeah, I gave you the first hardcover. There's a second hardcover. Yeah. You should read it. You have the yeah. keys to my house right now, so. That's true. I was there earlier today picking up your mail. While I while I'm in New York walking here, Chad's hey. uh, walking to my apartment in LA. On the best coast. You're hey, it is the best coast. I'm not gonna lie. After being, I know Jimmy agree disagrees with this uh, because he's a New York boy. I just I like the West Coast a lot more. Um, all right, so Ironheart played by Dominic Thorne. She's you know a girl genius so making sorry. her own Iron Man armor. I'm positive that this somehow ties into don Cheadle's armor wars right i feel like it has to i imagine at the very least she shows up in that or vice versa or both yeah Mm -hmm. for sure i think they play into each other i mean and maybe it's as simple as don Cheadle thinking that like she's somehow stolen iron man armor and then her being like i'm actually a genius i did this myself and him being like oh can you help me (laughs) why does she talk like that i don't know because i'm i'm playing her oh okay um (laughs) But no, I, I think that'll be really fun. I think Armor Wars is like a fun way of maybe finally giving Don Cheadle something interesting to do in this role because he's far too good of an actor to be playing mm-hmm. such a boring role. <laughs> it's incredible. It's infuriating. He deserves so much more. The fact that they got Don we've had him since Iron Man 2 and he's done basically uh-huh. nothing. It's yeah. infuriating. It's not crazy to me that they didn't put him in I love Don Cheadle Sorry. and the fact that he's finally... Um, not so only has is, he not had much to do, but it's they like teased the fact that he has nothing to do in Age of Ultron. They were like, hey, isn't it funny how War Machine sucks? Like... <laughs> <laughs> It's like his his best moment in this entire franchise is him getting uh-huh. fully shit on. Uh-huh. It's so messed up. That sucks. Yeah, Don Cheadle's so good. Everyone watch Black Monday. It's such a good show. Um, he did fat shame yeah. Thor though, so we he did we, fat shame we, Thor. We cannot stand anymore. <laughs> Look, he's gonna keep learning his lesson. He's also you know he's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, I also very much love that even in death, Tony can't stop creating problems for the entire world. <laughs> it's good. Um. Yeah, I that's all so fantastic. If anyone, so. if you want to learn more about Ironheart, because I think that it's when so Ironheart was announced, she got a bad rap and people really were quick to shit on it. Um, Eve Ewing wrote an incredible Ironheart series and everyone should go read it. It's really good. Um, yes. She also should have been uh, Champions at some point because I read that book and she was, yep. the way they incorporated her into Champions and the way they had her interact with all the characters gave her like a lot of life that I feel mm-hmm. like would win Champions and Young Avengers. Also Champions is young basically teams. just like... Um, Marbles, like yeah, and also read teams, every Young so Avengers like, comic that's ever been written. Come on, they're all game. really fucking good. Uh, yeah. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special announced it will be filming while they are filming Guardians three. Absolutely wild, love it. Give me weird stuff. <laughs> I love it. I I think they went like, look, we're quarantining for this set. We oh. like hanging out together. We're already going to be in the makeup anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not just yeah, like you know, if you've got a day where like Dave Batista is only shooting one scene, like. Might as well just take him out of the makeup and waste it. Like, why not just have him go and film another scene for the holiday special? What do we do? We think other 
Marvel characters might show up at the Christmas party? And also, what do we think the plot is? Do we think it's like I think it's Star Lord trying to show the Guardians Christmas, or do we think it's like some other holiday on some other planet, like Life Day or something? I think it'll be multiple things. I think it'll be like the Star Wars holiday special, where Mm -hmm. there's like you know three or four different like features. I wouldn't be shocked Mm -hmm. if there's some animated stuff at play. Um, Man, (laughs) sky's the limit. Because I think they are like making fun of oh the God. Star Wars holiday special just by this existing. Because like, yeah. Guardians is in some ways a parody of Star Wars. Yeah, you know, more or less in the movies. Uh, so yeah, I, I, <laughs> it feels I think like it's, an opportunity to make fun of that. Well, yes and no, because there's a little bit where like James Gunn talked about it when he when he was posting about it and said that he fully unironically loves the Star Wars holiday special and has been begging Kevin Feige for years to let him do something like that. And now they have a platform for it on Disney Plus. And so I think it's going to be more oh, an homage wow. than like a, a, a parody. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I'm if it's going to be like more of a serious homage as opposed to and a parody, you- that could be fun. But I'm I'm a. I, yeah, I'm mostly and just his sensibility is perfectly fitted for like, it, right? Like the he, his, his early nice, career so was like, spent doing trauma B movies. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> if anyone has the chops to do a project like this, I think it's James Gunn. And the tone of Guardians of the Galaxy fits it perfectly. Um, Gosh. I think if there's any movie that, or like any characters who would be showing up in this movie, I would not be shocked at all if like Captain Marvel or any of the characters who are going to be in Captain Marvel 2 show up be- mm-hmm. only simply because they will be filming probably in the same space in right. Atlanta around the same time. Thor um, will probably be there. Yeah. Yeah. Just because like especially with COVID like oh, I yeah, think I that that makes well. you know a lot of these things trickier to like bring someone in for a quick mm-hmm. thing because like traveling yeah. back and forth from Atlanta would be a whole thing but whoever's there already like it probably wouldn't be too hard to get them in there. It'd be nice if Banner could show up for the holiday party. Yeah. Man. Let's see. What, he and Rocket and... are friends now. Yeah, Professor Hulk Banner. Yeah. That's fun. I guess oh, he's still Hulk, right? Uh, like, he's still uh, Professor Hulk? Yeah. Uh, imagine the, like, huge Christmas sweater, like, on that body. So How good that would be. Now, okay, here's a question, actually. Yeah, all right. You know, this, you this becomes down, an interesting man. thing. Because Universal owns the distribution rights for a Hulk movie, right? Yeah. Do they own the distribution rights for a Hulk series? Yes. I think that was how they worked around it for She-Hulk. Because I don't think they could make a She-Hulk movie because I think Universal... Interesting. I don't know that. I could be a big stupid... I don't know either. ...saying things that aren't true. Well, and it's... It's always such a strange, I mean, like with all of these rights things, every single studio has their own sort of way of how they define it. You know, like the Mm -hmm. Fox deal was much different than the Sony deal um, because that deal Mm -hmm. wasn't really going to expire with any urgency the same way that the Sony Mm -hmm. deal would have if they hadn't come to an agreement. And obviously, you know, Marvel ended up buying Fox anyway. But like the way that these groups of characters are defined is very strange, like what we saw with with them you know, the, the Maximoffs where b- both mm-hmm. Fox and Disney kind of had rights to them, but in slightly different ways. Um, and so I'm sure there's like weird divisions there, but I, it makes me very curious if like there would be a possibility of just having Hulk show up for his own series, or if he still just needs to be a support character in other people's series. Um, Cause that's, it's but that's cool also that fun. Like a full arc from like age of Ultron through Endgame. Like he, he went through a lot and he changed as a character tremendously. It's uh pretty I cool. I do think 
it's an example of restrictions mm-hmm. being good for creativity where you're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. Hulk can't be in his own movie and therefore has had to like just jump around and be a featured player yeah. in other films. Uh, that's great. But the way like, his through line has connected has been really cool. I have, yeah. I have liked that. And it's like the same way with like Robert Downey Jr.'s restrictive deal mm-hmm. toward the end where it's like he is way mm-hmm. too expensive to make another Iron Man movie, but I guess we can get him for, you know, 10 minutes of screen time in this Spider-Man movie. Because yeah, he um, didn't have a solo movie for seven years there. It was 2013 and then all the way through uh, Endgame, geez. like he still continued to grow and develop as a character, but and like his death was a uh, spoiler alert. Uh, wow, he does yeah. in, in yeah. Endgame. Um, <laughs> But his death was able to, like, I don't know, still really sell as a part yeah. of, like, a, you know, team-up movie. Did you did you ever hear what he did for his deal on mm-hmm. Civil War? How they brought him back and, like, what he did to negotiate it? So the initial suggestion was basically, like, do? hey, you know, Robert, like, we're, we're thinking about doing this with this Captain America movie. Uh, would you be okay with doing some sort of, like, cameo in it and, like, getting involved? You know, I mean, we could probably limit it to, like, 10 to 20 minutes of screen time. Robert Downey Jr. goes... If we're going to do it, I want to do the whole thing. And here's what I'll do to make it affordable for you. I will, I will, you know, sign back up on my like, you know, sort of regular standard deal. You know, like I'm not going to ask for any more money out of you. However, if this movie does markedly better than the last Captain America movie, than Winter Soldier, then I get whatever percentage he asked for, which I think was a lot. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Or just like a giant bonus. But like basically, if he could, if if they could see that this movie did a high amount better than the last Captain America movie, then he was going to get a giant, enormous payday, which, of course, he did. <laughs> and so he cashed in on that movie, but they didn't have to take the risk for it. Um, oh, yeah. That's interesting. Brilliant. Hey, yeah. Good for you, man. I think that's good. Yeah. Truly. I mean, that was yeah. like... Everyone wins in that. It was know? a Captain America movie, and it was like the biggest event movie up until that point we had had so far. It's, yeah, it's like the third highest grossing Mar- Marvel movie, and that's below, mm-hmm. you know, Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity, Infinity War, right? Um, anyway, to keep going, uh, they've got I Am Groot animated shorts. Who knows what those will be, but I've... Why not? They use the same art as a sure. cute little I Am Groot yeah. comic that came out a few years ago. Um, yeah, For, like, the title. Mm. It's cute. It was, it was silly. Funny. Yeah. I don't know if I'll watch it unless the trailer looks really, really good. I don't think I'll watch it, but I'm sure I'm glad it exists. I'm sure kids will love it. Low commitment. It's shorts, you know. It's Mm -hmm. it's a little it's a little baby Groot being cute. Yeah. Um. Do you guys want to want to feel some thunderous love? Thor four more Thor. Thor four more Thor. Thor four more Thor. Yeah. Uh. That's that's been Chad's joke title for this movie for so long. Um, I think I probably stole that from somebody. Sure. Uh. So this movie starts filming in January next month. Christian motherfucking Bale is playing Gore the God Butcher. Can which, I be transparent with you? I do not know who Gore the God Butcher is. Gore the God Butcher is a fantastic a character clue. that was introduced in James or Jason Aaron's uh, recent Thor run. It's an incredible oh, run. Sure. You should definitely read it. It goes from Thor the God or um, Thor the God of Thunder through like uh, the Mighty Thor, which is where Jane Foster is introduced as Thor. Um, is that uh, at your house? I have the keys to that that run. That run is not, but I do have that run digitally. Um, so maybe you can sign into my account or something. We'll talk off mic about we'll, that. We'll talk off mic because that is a run I have been wanting to read. So it's very yeah. good, and uh, it's also on Marvel Unlimited for anyone who wants to read it. Well, um, with with the Jane Foster and that uh, Christian Bale character, it sounds like that that this is what that movie is largely mm-hmm. based on. Is this really recent? Mm-hmm. 
Thor run. That's exciting. Yeah, so so Taika Waititi was saying that he, while he was filming Ragnarok, was reading the Jason Aaron run and was like really mm-hmm. blown away. And that's why he came back to this movie is because he already had his story for Ragnarok and was getting so excited at the possibilities of the Jason Aaron run that he wow. was like, okay, I got to come do one more of these. Um, but I like I'm it a lot because the Jason Aaron run is very mythological, very like, you know, uh, uh, heavy, which is great. Like it works really well in that story. Gore is one of my favorite villains of all time in Marvel. Um, and I think the, the, the Jane Foster Thor stuff is incredible. There's a really strong arc there. Um, but I think that filtering that high mythological, heavy, uh, uh, story through Taika Waititi's lens is very fun. Um, I think that's just, I don't know. I think that's a really, really fun mix of like serious and, and comedic. And I'm interested to see how he handles that. I'm also curious to see Christian Bale in a movie of that tone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like. Because the funniest he's been able to be in quite a while was in like Ford v Ferrari. You know what I mean? Like he, it's not like he does comedic um, roles very often. The uh, the big short the, the is kind of yeah, that's true. It's and, not a comedy per se, but it's pretty funny. And I guess Big Short and Vice are are different examples of that. Yeah. You know, actually, th- this might tie into that because I remember Adam McKay talking about how this movie Christian might Bale, tie into Vice. <laughs> well, that it, that that might be a reason that Christian Bale signed on. <laughs> is because Adam McKay was talking about how Christian Bale had never done comedy or improv or stuff like that before at all and ended up really, really enjoying the process on the Adam McKay movies uh, of like being able to have fun with it and improv on it. And so maybe talking to Taika, he was like, I might be able to do more of that, but with like a crazy weird action movie. So great. Taika's notorious for like, you know, improv dialogue and doing all mm-hmm. sorts of takes with, you know, whatever the hell people want to do. I loved Ragnarok so much. So fun. Um, Mahershala Ali is still Blade. Nothing new on that, but still stoked. (laughs) Swords and vampires, man. In the MCU. Um, Peyton Reed, not directing a Fantastic Four movie like he always wanted, but is doing Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Which the, the, the Richards family might show up. Mm -hmm. Sure. I, I would not be surprised if they show up there too. Um, I, I'm excited for this movie. I think the title, like, there's a big part of me that wants to love the quirkiness of the title, but I think I would love it more if the title design wasn't so Marvel. That that might that. change, though. I don't know. If it was like a weird Saul Bass design for Quantumania, then I'd be like, all right, it's fun. Like a game show looking design from the 70s or whatever. Uh, mm. But like Quantumania in like their very self-serious, like weird sort of heavy, heavy designy fault, uh, font just feels dumb and like unironic in a bad way um uh but yeah i'm excited for that what was that or is she just is she confirmed as stature or is she just confirmed as uh cassie lang the actress confirmed as cassie but it's a it's a different Mm -hmm. actress than the one that showed up in um endgame which which is sad to me oh yeah yeah. they recast that role which is like one of the first times i mean first time in a while that they've done that with a role um that's interesting. Which is sad because I thought that girl was was really good. Um, but this girl is someone from um, I'm trying to remember what uh, um, Catherine Newton is her name, but I'm trying to remember what she was in, like Big Little Lies or something. Uh, she was in uh, Detective Pikachu. Wow. Oh, is that her? Ooh, okay. okay, I really yeah. like her actually. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, that's good then. I'm okay with that. That's interesting. Um, yeah, she was in Big Little Lies. That's what it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I but I I, I did very much. Uh, uh, like the girl who appeared as uh cassie in oh and i appear so okay so oh no never mind that was Catherine lamford nothing don't listen to me 
Um, I haven't been listening to you this whole time. So Emma Furman. I'm not even sure. Emma Furman is the girl who played uh, Cassie in Endgame, who will not be back. Um, who's been in some other stuff like TV shows like Chicago Fire and stuff. But um, gotcha. I don't know. I thought she was good, so it's a little sad. Yeah, and she looked yeah. like the younger actress too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that Jonathan Majors is playing King the Conqueror, which could be another Young Avengers thing. Who knows? Uh, if anyone hasn't watched Lovecraft Country, he's very good in it. Oh, I haven't. I need to watch that. I still have to as well. Yeah. There's uh, too much to watch, as we have talked about for like however long we've been talking. There, there's know, too like much content uh, and too yeah. much to watch. <laughs> uh, to wrap up the Marvel news, Black Panther 2 uh, announced to be exploring the world of Wakanda. They're not recasting T'Challa, uh, which is definitely a good move. Um, mm. I am not ever going to speculate on how they're going to handle that because that is... Yeah. I just do not feel any jealousy for the person who has to figure out no, how to handle that it's yeah. a horrible situation and honestly like i totally get understand and respect the decision to not recast t'challa but yeah. at the same time i do feel like that character had a lot of story left to tell black yeah, panther certainly. the first movie was sort of all about him learning how to be a better king than his father was yeah and so we never really got to see him try to be that king once he like overcame that arc and i yep. i know it, it sucks because like i'm sure that's where they were going with the sequel before you know he died but yeah of course and they there were i i doubt they had any plans to be moving on from t'challa at any yeah it just feels like a character where like we were just getting started yeah so it's a bummer but like <laughs> if if it were me i i would be leaning more towards telling more stories with t'challa but like sure. i do respect and understand the decision not to yeah, not, I think it's just yeah. the character is so defined by Chadwick Boseman's performance. And, totally. Yeah. You know, I th and I think making these movies kind of a tribute to him and like in like having his legacy lasting throughout the movies without yeah. him is is a good move. Um, you know, I like mm -hmm. the rest of the cast in these movies. I think that there's like more room to explore with, you know, Daniel Kaluuya, with Denai Guerrero, with Letitia Wright. Like, I think all of their characters mm -hmm. are, are very rich. And, and also uh, uh, M'Baku, who I, why am I forgetting the character or the name of the actor who plays him? But. I could have told you until you forgot, and now I have also <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. No, that's that's uh, Eric Killmonger. Um, oh wait, or, oh wait, Mbaku is uh, the yeah the villain. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's whatever. Oh, I'm he was Winston Duke. There we go. There um, it is again. Would have been able to tell you if yeah. it didn't become a whole thing. <laughs> but I, but I, I, you know, all of those characters I think are very rich and like had very you know like not that they had little to do but there were like only snippets of who they were in the first you know couple of movies that they've appeared in and so i think there's tons of rich ground to explore their characters and the world of wakanda in the totally. second movie um and so i think there's plenty there but it is sad that there's you know no more chadwick boseman and, and no more ability to kind of see that performance uh continue to grow but <laughs> anyway so that is all of the marvel news um i think this might just end up being a three-part episode uh, or a two-part episode, depending on if we decide to to do the Pixar and stuff. But let's uh, let's let's cut this one off there, and you guys can come back for the the next part when uh, when we uh, return. Chad, Chad, and Chad and Jimmy, do you want to uh, plug your social medias really quick for the end of this episode? Oh sure, uh, yeah, you can find me um, at Chad A Oliver on uh, Twitter, Instagram. I don't really tweet much, uh, and Letterboxed. And you can find my podcast at We Pick Picks. Um, oh, yeah. W E P I C K P I C S. I hear you got um, a pretty fucking sick guest for your holiday episode. 
yeah, our holiday episode, we had one Jason Hammonds, our uh, That Might Be Cool podcast daddy. Yeah, buddy. Uh, to talk about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a good it was a good talk that comes out. Fun I don't man. know. When, I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, probably today. Oh, cool. So, yeah, Monday the 14th, uh, be looking for the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang episode. Hell yeah, on, on, on the Best Pictures podcast at We Pick Picks on social media. Right on. Jimmy, what's your plugs? Uh, you can find me at JShark111 basically literally everywhere. JShark111, my dude. Uh, yeah, man. If you want to find me doing dumb art stuff uh, at Undo Circle, we go live on Twitch on Sundays. Don't know the time. Undo Circle's fun. It's the best thing ever. Go check it out. I mean, the best thing yeah. ever outside of everything I do. I'm just kidding. No, of course. Yeah. Um, and you can find me at Jason Halftones and uh, all of our podcasts at thatmightbecool.com. It's a fun time. If you like comic books, then listen to Comic Book Workshop. Uh, we recently had on Faith Aaron Hicks, Henry Barajas, and uh, some more episodes coming up soon. It's a podcast all about making comics. It's a fun time. And uh, we'll see you on the next part. Bye, everybody. Thatmightbecool.com. You never know. <laughs>